Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the freighter and aircraft industries over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm your co-host, Robert Luke, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts. I want to begin today talking about drones. It's been a monumental week with a lot of really key insights. Starting off on the heels of the new twin-tailed Scorpion cargo drone, a four-engine conventionally powered uh, cargo aircraft in China, ADMC placed a launch order for the Sabering Rigel A. Now, Air Cargo World covered the Rigel A's first flight. Uh, there's some good coverage there, and I encourage all of our listeners to check that out. Shortly after, uh, the company, uh, Saberwing, had attracted a large order for the new drone. The new drone is something that's very exciting. Capable of carrying 374 kilograms uh, and powered by a hybrid electric system. So that's 58% capable helicopter turbine to power its, its motors. It's a very capable aircraft, and deliveries are going to be relatively on the horizon, planned for December of 2023. One thing that really struck out to me is that this company, Saberwing, is pursuing the European Union Aviation Safety Agency certification. They're also in conversations with FAA, and something that I was told that they don't brag about, but true, is they were the first uh, company to have a basis of certification agreement with the FAA. Um, but the European certification will come first. That's key because news that came out today, a different drone, the Aero 2, which will be able to carry a slightly smaller 20 kilogram for long ranges and 40 kilogram for standard ranges, uh, that's a tilt rotor drone powered by four motors. Um, that drone was ordered by the drone division of Air Methods, the famed medical airlift company. Their, their drone division, Sprite, placing the order for 40 with options for 100 more. Now, we had a conversation with Sprite about this order today. What they had told me is that they were prioritizing the European certification simply because the European certification and regulatory requirements had been published before, and they thought that it was much easier than the FAA. This is something that I'd like to explore a lot in the coming weeks ahead. And I, if, if you're a drone manufacturer out there and you want to talk on these, these issues, please uh, reach reach out to us. Um, I'd love to hear your inputs. Um, but the, the, what we were able to write uh, wasn't the only news that happened in the drone world. Um, Elroy, which is manufacturing another hybrid electric vertical takeoff and landing capable drone, started production on their second prototype aircraft. Now, the goal there, they, they told me, is that the idea is they want to minimize downtime between test flights, and they're going to be incorporating lessons learned from the original aircraft onto the design and construction of this aircraft as it's being built, which is truly interesting stuff. Um, that's all I have for the unconventional drone space. Robert, what, what happened this week in the conventional freighter aircraft space? Well, I'm glad you asked, Drew. 
we had quite an eventful week this week with uh, Global Crossing Airlines, aka Global X, coming in strong with their quarterly profit results. And in addition to that, they announced that they will be taking on the first two A321 freighters by the end of the year. Uh, we do see that 1438 was supposed to actually begin operations earlier this year, but um, the Global X CEO, Ed Wiggle did verify that there was still an existing backlog happening with the conversion orders that uh, stemmed from the buildup that took place over the last couple of years, which resulted in the delays. But nonetheless, Global X will be Freighter X in uh, a very short time coming up as they prepare to take on their first A321Fs and begin to put them into full operation. Uh, and, CEO Wagle also did verify that they have contracts in place for the first three aircraft with the third one expected to arrive uh, the first quarter of 2023 sometime around February. So kudos and uh, we tip our hats to the Global X family as they uh, begin to embark on their cargo operations. Elsewhere in the news, Central Airlines continues to modernize their fleet as they took on their third 737 BCF, which was uh, Unit 36545, the X Air China. 737 uh, They are definitely making some strides over in that region as they are uh, showing their uh, commitment not only to the Boeing platform, but the next-gen platform as they continue to build their fleet up around that particular freighter type. Uh, that's all the news that I have to cover this week. I think it's definitely uh, very noteworthy news, but I'm going to pass it back to you, Drew, so we can get Jeff on the horn to keep us updated with what's going on in the other realm of the Cargo Facts world. Thanks, Robert. Um, Jeff, I believe Global X isn't alone as far as A321 developments. That's right. And I was going to say um, just a quick note on Central Airlines. It is interesting that they are very seemingly very quickly growing their 737NG fleet, uh, 800s particularly. But throughout this past year, we've seen uh, several other carriers in China building um, this, their 737-800 fleets. Um, and so, you know, earlier this year, we reported that JD Airlines, which got approval from the Chinese authorities, uh, you know, they've got two or three 737-800s. Um, and more interestingly, we also had Shandong Airlines, right, which, which is new to the freighter space. And they, of course, have a large passenger 737-800 fleet, but they got their first uh, 800 BCF earlier this year. And so, you know, but apart from those, we already had China Postal Airlines, um, Tianjin Air Cargo, which is also taking on more 800s. Um, and then we've got China Central, Longhao Airlines. So, you know, just, um, just continuing to see more and more 737-800 um, freighters entering the, the Chinese market. Um, it is interesting, though, that all of these are BCFs. But uh, moving, yeah, moving on to the A321, uh, of course, Global Crossing, um, along with their partners, SmartLinks. Um, you know, these two are going to be, based on the information we have right now, at least, these are going to be the two largest um, operators of A321 and freighters. Um, they are depending on. A number of lessors to source these A321 freighters. Um, but this week we also reported that we'll soon be seeing a new uh, lessor entering the A321 conversion space, and that is Worldstar Aviation. Interestingly, Worldstar Aviation 
is already um, in the process of converting some 737 800s and recently took the first one from AEI. Uh, and earlier this year, we also reported that the door was cut on their first IAI conversion in China. But um, so, but Worldstar Aviation told us that this the first one um, will be basically ready um, around the end of next year. They did say that this is going to be the first of several. Um, we don't know the exact number, um, but it it does make sense that there will be more to come. And the question is, are these backed by customer commitments? Um, we don't know, but on the A321 side, we have seen, um, in contrast to the 737NGs, most of the conversion orders from lessors on the A321s have backed by um, customer deals already in place. So we'll see, um, I mean, it's still quite a long time away, but we'll see when, when that one um, gets re-delivered. Um, and hopefully we'll also find out um, when or how many Worldstar intends to convert. Um, that's, that's actually similar to JLPS Ireland, which is also converting a number of A321s. Um, and we think they've actually, the, their second one, I believe, just headed um, to China for a conversion uh, this earlier this week or in the last week, but very recently. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's um, that's all I have to say. Thank you, Jeff. That's some really exciting information on what is it relatively a new freighter type. Yet the end of the era for the Queen of the Skies has been prolonged. Jeff, what did you hear about that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, an existing freighter type, but of course, one of the most iconic. And uh, it seems like the end is very near, but not as near um, as it previously was, because now um, Boeing has confirmed to us that and this was also in the Atlas uh, um, earnings call, but the final, the final, final, final 747-8 freighter is currently in the factory undergoing assembly, but it will now join Atlas next year, early next year, as opposed to uh, you know the end of 2022. Um, so you know, I mean, we all know there's no avoiding the fact, but um you know the, the, we get to hold on to the queen for exactly. a little a little while longer that's all yeah the final final one and it's interesting because the that final one and, and the second to last one both are in this hybrid um atlas air and kuna and nagel um livery which i've seen photos and uh yeah looks quite nice i trade all of my tomorrows for a single yesterday with the queen of the skies the end is prolonged for the 747, but it's time for us to end the podcast today. <laughs> for those of you tuning in, thank you. And for more multimedia content like this, search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and check out CargoFacts.com. Join us again next time. Bye.